Welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts and here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Ken Miller. How are you? I'm good, Wendy. How's it going? I'm telling you, it's great. Yeah. You know, things, things couldn't be better, right? Life's good for <laughs> Wendy Batts. Life is good. How about yourself? Is life good for you? No complaints. I'm sitting here in front of you and recording this next awesome episode of uh, Random Fit. So I'm looking forward to this. Yes, this today's topic, I think, is one that um, actually the reason we came up with it was Ken and I just recently did an event out in Florida and we were talking about stopping to get water. And I am a water snob, basically. And we started talking about how all water is not created equal. And we thought, you know, what a fantastic topic to bring on to the show because as we did more and more research we were pulling out a ton of information to show that water truly is not equal not every bottle is the same right and you know it's really funny is that you know here you are talking about you know water's not you know when you have that whole refrigerator full of water in the different types you know what i flash back to i thought back to when i was in you know when i was younger you know fifth, sixth grade, you know, you play outside all day and no one wants to go inside the house and get a glass of water. What do we do? We turn the spigot outside and we drank out of the hose. And then here we are 40 years later and now thinking about, hmm, which, which bottle do I want? Which, which flavor? <laughs> what's my mood today? You know, here you're drinking out of a hose that, you know, water comes out, you know, 95 degrees when you first turn it on and then it cools down and you're just, you just oh yeah you just drink till your belly sloshes and then you go and play some more but now it's it's a different ball game because we have selection we have variety more from just a branding standpoint like you know the brands that we came across in our research but also the different types of water and what they claim to do but as you said wendy with with um with all the research i mean not only are you looking at different things from the different brands of water and what they claim and what they, you know, how they say that they processed it and bottled it, but also from the standpoint that, you know, going to the food and drug administration website and the CDC and their website and all that they had to say about water themselves. And, and actually after all the research, you figured out, yeah, there is a reason for the CDC and the yeah. food and drug administration to be involved with, our water, our water sources, and how we get it. Well, yeah. If you think about this, guys, when we're born, was it 75 to 80% of our body as a baby at birth is, you know, is water. So that's a lot. And then as we age over time, so when you think about as an adult, our body drops to approximately 60% for males and 55% for females. And so there's a, water is an important component of life. I mm -hmm. mean, we're made up of so much water itself. And so what we're taking in, if we can add some extra like nutrients or, or different things to help us feel better, move better and drink more water. I mean, it's, it's kind of a win-win for both because I mean, we were looking at all the benefits of water and um, I mean, you know, you, you've got to think about our, our body's made up of that much water, but then it supports your function of your cells as well as your organs. We've got, it regulates your body temperature. It's going to keep your skin healthy. Um, you know, it boosts your alertness and supports your brain function, kind of important, as well as aids in digestion. So just if you look at those key points alone, so when we start talking about the different types, then first and foremost, you just need to drink water, no matter what type it is. 
But hopefully right. after today, you can understand the differences that you're not overwhelmed when you go to a supermarket and you see a thousand choices of water and you're not sure the right one for you. Yeah. And I, I just remember a conversation one day I had with uh, with a gym member and we we're talking about the need. You know, we're talking about you just listed off a bunch of the big reasons why water is so important to us. But, you know, in talking about staying hydrated, uh, our discussion went to, to the point where he said, well, my doctor says. I don't need to drink more water. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, and I'm, you know, you're sweating, perspiration, it's summertime, you're going to, you're going to sweat more, you're breathing, you're losing water um, when you, when you exhale. But then, you know, he says to me, it's like, well, between what I eat and what I drink in coffee and all these other, I'm getting, I'm getting what my body needs to survive. And to that point, he was not wrong. But now the point is, is it's a difference between surviving and thriving. So can I digest food if I don't drink another glass of water in the day? Can I, you know, am I going to sweat still if I don't drink another glass of water a day? Yes, you can. But what we have to look at is optimally functioning, giving the body what it needs to do what it needs to do easier requires more water. And this is a conversation, yeah, and I bring up one example, but you have that conversation every once in a while, especially when you talk about how much water we do need. So if we're talking about the typical male, um, the average male, and you know, we are talking about 15 and a half cups versus 11 and a half cups for the average, uh, for the average female. So we are talking some additional, um, you know, you know, liters of water that we need to, to operate at our highest level and not just, you know, survive because we will survive if we don't have water for a day, but it, it's going to make things a lot harder and more challenging for your body to function if we don't get the water that we need. Exactly. And if you're just joining us, Ken Miller and I are talking about that not all water is created equal. And so when you're talking about that and you're looking at the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering and Medicine, we, I wanted to know how much fluid should we intake? And for a man, it is 15.5 cups um, or, or 3.7 liters a day. And then for females, it's 11.5. And so when you hear people say, I need to drink eight ounces of water a day, um, that is an, that's a good goal to hit, you know, and then you also want to think, you know, like you mentioned, when you're talking about food and you're talking about the different sources of things that you're putting in, in into your body, um, you know, 20% of that is probably going to come from your food choices, especially if you've got fruits and vegetables included in that. But, you know, when we go back and we start thinking about just, just water in general, I know, um, you know, I wanted to find out a little bit more about water regulations. And Ken, I know that you were talking about the different parasites and things that happened back in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> so do you want to kind of, kind of tell us that before we dive into the different quote types, because I think that's the big thing. There's types. Yeah. Uh, so just to answer, you know, you know, what I realized over looking, you know, when you talk about Food and Drug Administration and the CDC, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, came up and just in recent memory is what happened in Flint, Michigan and the the lead that they had in their water. So they switched water sources and apparently from from the how they were distributing and transporting water, these the, the pipes were contaminated, which led to leaded water coming into people's homes. So, I mean, it's still something that today they're, they're still, they're still very much dealing with, but um, you know, this is why there, there is regulation from a national level on 
you know, looking at, you know, the, the tight or the quality of water that we have access to, especially through tap, because that's the water we're going to cook with. That's the water we're going to shower with and, and, you know, potable water, things like that. And, you know, the water definitely we're going to drink, uh, drink you know if you're drinking tap water so this is what we have to look at you know as far as lead and and excessive minerals that can um in certain levels be toxic to the body but one of the things that also came up is you know uh you know parasite called cryptosporidium so again these are things that when introduced to the body at excessive levels again they're there but are they there at a level that our body can tolerate? So when you look at the criteria for that, have we have we um, accounted for um, not just minerals, but also parasites to where if we do get them, this is going to lead to, you know, worst case scenario, death, because, you know, you have diarrhea, um, vomiting, nausea, and different things like that that can happen to the body if they, if they go unchecked and unmonitored. So that's why there is regulation when it comes to the type of water or the quality of water that we have access to. Right. And there are different treatments for that. And we were looking at reverse osmosis, distillation, uh, filtration. So there are there are a ton of things that go into into our water system that's happening on the back end that we don't see. But, you know, when we talk about tap water, you know, I know when I lived in certain states, they were like, don't drink the tap water like it's not safe. It's not healthy. And that's not necessarily true. It just doesn't taste all that awesome, but it's still safe for us. Um, you know, to an extent. Um, but what I did find out in, the, in our research, and I thought this was interesting, being from Tennessee, did you know that the sweetest tasting tap water <laughs> that's out there is from, and can be found in Memphis, Tennessee. And I was like, well, why is that? Why is that a thing? And I guess there's so few minerals that are used with little treatment and it's drawn from underground that, that it makes it taste sweet. And then the best tasting is from Macon, Georgia, which I live in Atlanta, so it's not too far from Macon. And it's because there's little to no chance of industrial contaminants and it's pulled from a, a from a lake. And so, you know, just a little did you know, but before we start talking about bottled, if you live in those two areas, you should just drink it from your tap. <laughs> I, I know I know that's going to get that's another reason for you to go back to Tennessee and visit. I, I, I just, love it just there. Scoop your scoop your little water jug in there and just yeah bring i'm from home. nashville but you know memphis isn't too far away <laughs> oh, it's, it's all the same. tennessee <laughs> yeah. is tennessee uh, i know <laughs> right coming well, from the californian it's, it's just... i know well the best quality tap water is actually in um switzerland and so you know i was reading about that so they have very strict uh, water treatment standards so it's more i hate to say superior but obviously obviously when you're thinking about it 80 percent of their drinking water comes from natural springs and their groundwater and so i found that that pretty interesting as well so if you can't make it to switzerland maybe you should go to macon or, or memphis that in and of itself <laughs> i'm drinking swiss water that's right that's, that's right <laughs> but here we are talking about not all water being created equal so Wendy, you want to you want to get us uh, started off on uh, talking about the the types of water you want to you want to list off today? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things when when you're looking at the different waters, you know, I wanted to know well what's the best water that's out there. And so when I when I was going to a bunch of different 
types of you know websites because there is a lot of marketing that you're actually kind of trying to look through um, one of the ones that came up was that spring water wins when there's no beating around the bush that without a doubt spring water's the winner and it's mainly because it provides vital nutrition as it moves through your body so i thought okay and then you know I also thought that when I wanted to read more about it is when spring water is bottled at the actual source and proven to be actual living spring water, that that's also something that we want to start looking at because it does provide the best, you know, provides us with the, the best water that we could actually drink, which I found fascinating because I would have never thought, look at where it, where you're bottling it. So I know that yeah. was something that you also had noticed. Well, that, that, that's one of those, um, those points when it comes to, it's not just the product, it's how the product got to be there. So you can have spring water, lake water, you can have the best water available, the best water around. But if you take this awesome water, this clear water, this flavorful, this, this electrolyte, you know, um, and, you know, infused water from nature, but if you put it into a tanker or it's going through a pipeline or, you know, some kind of system that can be contaminated, that's when things can get a little, you know, questionable as far as the quality of water that winds up at your neighborhood market or at your grocery store. Right. So when we talk about things being bottled at the source, you know, so the less the less stages that the water has to go through from its source to actually how it's delivered to you the better. And that's that's basically what I came across as well, as far as the quality of water that you get in your hand or in your bottle. Um, it's going to make a big difference in what it took for that water to get there. So the more steps in between, the more opportunities there are to introduce impurities that will will uh, affect the taste and the texture of the water. Because, you know, if you have a sensitive enough palate to to feel a difference, but it, I wonder if you smell it, if, if it's kind of like wine tasting, yeah, the wine tasting with water. So maybe I that's what we should okay. <laughs> Smell the aroma yeah, of any yeah. kind of barrel or, the, the, you know, the mouth pipe. feel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and those of you guys that are just joining us, we're not talking about wine, but we're talking about that not water is all, you know, is created equal. And, you know, obviously we just talked about, uh, you know, pulling it directly from the source and how the spring water is a big winner. Um, you know, Ken, why don't you talk to us a little bit about mineral water? Because I found that mineral water was actually right behind spring water. And so I don't know if you want to kind of tell us a little bit about that. Well, I, I think, you know, the thing about mineral, and it's not too far behind, the thing about it is it just has about 250 minerals, and I'm just going to kind of read this off here, is 250 minerals per million solids. So we are talking about having minerals involved. So we are talking to, uh, we do have a consistency of the elements that are around the water, however it's sourced, whether it's through you know, a lake or, or natural spring, there are minerals that are going to be involved with the water. And that's going to affect um, the, the taste of the water. Um, so one of the things that, um, you know, that I like, and I'll bring up this in the context of mineral water, is the fact that, um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that if there is a preference towards taste, you can actually look at the, the mineral profiles. And this is where, you know, when you talk about being a water snob, 
if you have a certain profile that you like, especially when it comes specifically to mineral mineral water, you know, there's varying degrees of sensitivity and in, in what you, you know, how much mineral taste that you want. But, um, you know, there are, you know, people that look for water from different states or different regions because of the mineral content and not so much the mineral content as much as it affects the taste of that mineral water. Yes. And that's where we end up getting the sparkling mineral water. So when mm -hmm. you see your Perrier's and your San Pellegrino's and stuff, those would be the waters yeah. that would really fall under your mineral waters too. So, yes. and, and for me, I don't like bubbly water. I want straight up water. I don't need anything to fizz. I don't want anything to bubble. <laughs> I just want straight up water when I'm thirsty. And so, you know, so that's not for me because of the, that, that reason. I mean, it does have a different taste. And like I said, there's certain things that I, I look for and that I enjoy. And, you know, but then again, one of our other um, regional master instructors, he is a mineral water snob. He's all about the mineral bubbly waters. So <laughs> all to their yeah. own. Yes. Um, but one that I found um, to be interesting and I wanted to, to kind of dive deep on was when we started talking about distilled water. And, you know, I put distilled water in all my humidifiers and all the stuff. And I noticed that it doesn't, you know, like that keeps everything running without getting all the buildup and everything over time. And I'm like, well, what's really the difference between, you know, why don't I drink distilled water? And I found out really quick why. Um, when you're thinking about distilled water, it does lack all the minerals and nutrients that the spring and mineral waters that we talked about have inside of them. Um, and so, you know, there's no there's no minerals in them. So over time, if you drink it, it can lead to mineral deficiencies if that's where you're getting some of, you know, um, some of the, the those in your water. But then when you think about it too, um, you know, if you are going to, to have it or drink it, there are a few things to think about. You want those to be from an industrialized place that's, that's actually, you know, that's where you're getting your mineral water, I mean, uh, your distilled water. But it does remove the healthy minerals that the body needs. So if you're drinking it for a lengthy period of time, it can not only lead to the mineral deficiencies, but it also can, when in contact with the air, it absorbs carbon dioxide, which makes it acidic, which I was like, what? So if you ingest this for a long period of time, it can cause excess acid. And so, you know, you can see why that's probably not the best water to drink. And I, I found that fascinating because I knew that there was a reason more than just the taste, but I didn't realize that if you drank it excessively, that it could increase your acid um, content. Yeah. Did you yeah, know that? I didn't well, know that. <laughs> the well, that's what they call chemistry. I and, uh... <laughs> I know, but I mean, I didn't. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm 30 years out of college, so now I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'll have to read my organic chem books on that one. But you know, when we're talking about you know acidity and and things like that, what we are what we have to think about now is inflammation, right? Mm -hmm. The more acidic, you know, that, and then we can start to look at, you know, inflammation and then, you know, things like arthritis, the topics of arthritis start to come up. So from that standpoint, yeah, you know, regular water or tap water, municipal water versus distilled water where it's just ultra, you know, I'll say pure, clean, absent of um, electrolytes and minerals. Um, that's the, you know, and you, you, you bring a purifier, you know, a little um, humidifier. If you don't use distilled water, that humidifier is going to get dirty really fast. So yes. that's where that's where you really want to make sure that you you're using the right water. But yeah, with what I've been reading lately about distilled water, we, we do need to be partial to water 
that has electrolytes and minerals in it versus those that do not. But yes. unless there's a health reason for you to monitor your intake of, of these minerals, then, you know, that's, that's the way you should go. Yeah. And then, you know, some of the, some of the other ones, and then now we're actually kind of getting into more too of like your choices <clears throat> of drinking water that you always see kind of piled together. And a big one is, is, you know, there's this big thing going on about alkaline water. And, you know, and so when you're thinking about it, the, that type of water contains a higher pH level than most other drinking waters. And it's typically due to the ionization. And so when you're thinking about pH scale, it ranges from zero to 14. So we know that zero indicating high acidity. And then, you know, when you're thinking about the alkaline levels of 14, that's actually high. So when you're looking at like tap water on average, it sits right in the middle. And so oftentimes when we're looking at alkaline water, it may say 9.5 plus, or it may say eight plus. So it is a little bit higher than what you're normally getting in your tap water. And, you know, some of the benefits is it can help deactivate um, pepsin in the stomach, which is a main enzyme that can cause acid reflux. So somebody that has high acid reflux, maybe it's something to think about. And then, you know, when you're looking at other studies, I mean, it's also shown to help lower your blood viscosity, which promotes higher hydration levels, and it can help prevent cancer and heart disease. It can slow down bone loss. You know, the, now granted, these are all the claims that you're seeing. You know, there's obviously still a ton of research that needs to be done on this. But I was reading through it. I was like, you know, all right, good for alkaline water. There's a lot of benefits there. Stated benefits, but like you said, stated. <laughs> stated. I tend exactly. to be, you know, just like, all right, let's yeah. start. Marketing. Yeah, we, well, marketing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is uh, something that I've talked about with some of the coaches when it comes to you know, not just about their athletes being or staying hydrated, but how they're hydrated. So, you know, if, if we're talking about heavy respiration again, um, you know, protein, inflammation being a big concern now when it comes to recovery uh, on that side of things, then there is a bias towards, yeah, hey, if I've got acid reflux or if it's going to help me affect my, my blood viscosity and if that's going to help me with my recovery, then yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all for it when it comes to alkaline water. But the thing about alkaline water it does tend to be a little bit more on the on the higher price side mm -hmm. of you know the water spectrum when when you when it comes down to actually making that investment now. Yes, and and I know you know the next one that we're gonna talk about is is the one that I love. So again, me being a snob, there are certain waters that I love, and there's definitely you know, a brand that I like. And, and those of you guys that are just joining us, we're talking about the not all waters created equal. And of course, we've talked about spring water and mineral water. We just talked about um, distilled water and alkaline water. But one of my favorites is actually the electrolyte water. And when you're thinking about this water, you know, they have added um, electrolytes in it, which are minerals such as the sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Um, naturally, these are distributed through the fluid of your body, so it's going to help us to also facilitate even more bodily functions. So some of these minerals help with controlling our fluid balance, regulating our blood pressure, helping muscles contract, maintaining the correct acidity in our blood. And, and also, too, if you're outside and you're sweating a lot and, you know, you're, you know, or even if you're sick and you're, you're throwing up a lot and stuff, you want to think that if you're drinking electrolyte water or water that has electrolytes in it, it's going to help us 
um, during those periods of time, you know, replenish what we need that we're losing through all of that. Yeah. You just want to um, be careful with these electrolyte waters. Again, you have your brand that you prefer. I have my brand that I prefer. Um, but, you know, just the sugar, right? The yeah. sugar and the sweeteners, because straight up electrolytes, you know, doesn't taste all that good. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind saying but, you know, those are the things we just have to watch out for. And this is where, you know, I mean, Wendy, I'm sure you, it's happened to you a, a million times where, you know, a client will show you their bottle. So what do you think about this one? Right. Because there's mm -hmm. a million brands that say electrolyte, you know, whether it's low calorie or, or whatever. But there's a million brands. But the first thing I show them is look at the sugar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It has all those things that you listed off, Wendy. But if you look at the sugar, it, it doesn't matter what else you're drinking because, you got a ton of sugar in there. So one of the one of the uh, products that I might bring up is Pedialyte, right? Which typically associated. And if you're talking about, as you mentioned, if someone's sick, you know, vomiting, diarrhea, they're losing water, they're losing uh, nutrients, right? If they're if they're not feeling well, natural inclination is like, let me just drink this, um, let me drink this this bottle of this orange drink but they're not only just getting some of the electrolytes, right? But they're getting more so sugar, but having something like a Pedialyte, if you're doing yard work and it's a hundred degrees outside, um, you know, having something like that, that does take into consideration overall sugar um, mm -hmm. because there are definitely benefits to it, but it's the sugar that often kills the drink. Well, and that's just it. I mean, I think there's a, it, it's, you, you make a great point. Now, again, we're talking mainly water. And so sometimes when you look at just the water that has yeah. the increased um, electrolytes yeah. in it, there's no sugars, there's no, none of that that you're going to see. However, like you said, if you're drinking sports drinks, there are, there are some that are definitely higher in sugar. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what is it that you're trying to achieve at that point? But, you know, it's always important, you know, now that you know, check your bottled source, see where the yeah. source is coming from. We just talked about the importance of that. And then also, like you said, look at, you know, you want something that's completely pure. And when you read the back, it's like 0% for 0% because you don't want a ton of additives on that, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to actually take you south. And if you look at the differences between alkaline water and electrolytes, I mean, I think both of them serve a great purpose. And what we found is one's not necessarily better than the other. It's just which is going to serve you better. Because again, you know, if I notice that I do have, you know, acid reflex, maybe alkaline water and mixing that, you not always, that's not the only type of water that I'm having, but I do have, you know, maybe one or two bottles of that a day, which before I might not have any. Or if I know that, you know, that I'm sick, that I might just grab the, the, the water with electrolytes or, you know, I'm outside sweating, you know, if you guys have ever been to Arizona in the summer, you just get in your car, you feel like you're going to, you know, you're going to melt having, you know, maybe some water with electrolytes could be very beneficial. Um, right. And you're not even working out, you're just trying to quench your thirst and, and you're going to get some benefits from that as well. Yeah. And it's, and it is one of those things when we are in Arizona, <laughs> To take it well to take advantage of the scenery and you know a lot of people don't realize there's mountain biking and hiking and when the temperature does get hot i mean this is why you hike at six in the morning or you're hiking after eight o'clock at night because the temperature is so hot but you're still gonna sweat so just making sure you're taking care of yourself mm -hmm. uh, winds up being the, one of the more important things and just for clarification when i talk about you know sports drinks and things like that there are some electrolyte based waters that have added sugar into oh, yeah. it. so, it's, so it's no longer 
what the the you know what we're talking about here is water they've they've kind of migrated it or evolved it to where it's kind of to look more like a sports drink again a lot of times because because of marketing it looks looks healthy but it has the pizzazz of, of you know you mean it, don't just look at the like how pretty the label <laughs> is or how colorful it is like oh, actually uh, read who does, something yeah who come does on that? <laughs> well you know um i think it's important to to mention purified water so ken do you want to kind of take us through um a little bit of the, that you found on purified waters um purified basically you know it's, it's what we've talked about but to to a more formal extent when we're talking about um mechanically filtering it so we're talking about um you know all you know gosh what was it wendy the um you know they're monitoring the parts per billion or parts per trillion to to monitor uh the the, the i guess the concentration of the elements there but also now there's a whole process. And again, you got it right here. So not, not only is there a mechanical uh, filtration process, but now you have, again, there's a, we could do a whole episode just on how this is done, but we're talking about uh, carbon filtering, microfiltration, ultrafiltration, ultraviolet oxidation, ele uh, electrodeionization. Um, wow. and com com yeah. That's, I mean, you, you basically, there's these engineers that do this. So this is its own segment of, of, of water management when it comes to how um, water is purified. And again, and that's just so that they can get the contaminants down to the parts per billion or parts per trillion that's, that's desired. So, um, and there is a there is an application for this because when we have to talk about you know manufacturing of of medications and how how pure things have to be when you know when it comes to making drugs you want to make sure you have the purest of the pure available water so taking every precaution to take everything that can be taken out of water or the water from its source to make sure that you know it it's as pure as it needs to be because it's going to interact with with other chemicals and things like that when it comes to you know drug manufacturing in this in this example yeah and if you guys are just joining us we're talking about that water is not always created equal here with wendy bats and ken miller on the random fit show and i think you know with you talking about purified water i mean that's basically like you said they're purifying it enough to where we can drink it and you know it's healthy for us you know, not to get sick, but it's not necessarily the cleanest form. So again, I was like, well, what are we talking about when we say the cleanest or the, you know, the cleanest form? And so I dug a little bit deeper and that brought us to, of course, the distilled water that we just talked about. But there's also something called vapor distilled process, which, you know, again, when you're thinking about distilled water, that's been boiled into vapor and condensed into a liquid, and then it's free from its impurities, such as salt. And then it's going to, you know, come back into, and then at that point, you know, that's, that's how you get your distilled water. Well, this is actually kind of doing the exact same thing, but they're using, you know, even more, um, uh, you know, your heat, then you're going to cool it to vapor. Right. And so when I was like, okay, what does all this mean? So vapor distilled water is purified water and it's used um, that specialized heating process. And so when you're reading about it, it's saying it's the cleanest form. However, when you're looking at it, you know, this is created in a lab. And so you, you think that, you know, when you're looking at a lot of your beverages, you're going to see, you know, vapor distilled water and that it's the cleanest and this is why you should drink it. 
But in all reality, it's not necessarily better than anything. If anything, that's totally different. So if you're looking at that versus, you know, regular tap water, you know, you're looking for helpful particulates. There's also fluoride in your water and all that. And all that's not found in your vapor distilled water. So, so I think long, the long and short of it is find the water that, you know, is it okay to drink out of your tap? Unless you're told otherwise, based on where you live, I would say that it's actually going to be healthy enough where you're not going to get sick. However, there are so many different options to choose from. You've got to choose the water that you're going to drink. Think about what your body's made out of, made up of. And if you start to dehydrate yourself, it leads to sickness, starts to lead to a lot of long-term things that can negatively go wrong. So just drink water, find the one that fits for you and be a water snob because it's cool to be a water snob. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'm thirsty. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, got, I got, I'm drinking, okay, water that's been soaked around coffee beans. So, um, but I, I am really thirsty now for some pure, clean water. Um, but hey, that was a lot of information when it comes to water. So uh, it is a matter of preference for the most, for the most part, because if it's available to you, it has gone through, you know, rules and regulations to make sure it's safe. So it is a matter of, okay, what do you, what do you prefer? And then drink it. Right. So as we said in the beginning, 15 and a half cups of water for men, 11 and a half for women. And just, you know, give your body what it needs. So, Wendy, thank you so much for, for all the time, energy and effort when it comes to. I mean, I actually know a lot more about water than I thought I would. <laughs> Me, too. This, this was yeah. actually fun because, again, it, the, the, the conversation started sitting in a car talking about that they didn't have the water that I wanted. And you said, <laughs> why does it matter? And I said, all water is not created equal. It was a great conversation. And I That's think right. it was super fun to talk about today. Yeah. So thanks again, Wendy. So for everybody listening to us here on Random Fit, thank you so much for your time and uh, listening to us on this episode on water and that not all water is created equal. So to hear uh, other topics on random fitness, uh, please like, follow, subscribe, and comment, and we'll be sure to get on a topic that uh, you're, you're sure to appreciate. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well.